You think it's your age? Yeah, I think it's my age more than anything. I enjoy, I think with music and even when we talk about the stuff with fashion, like you enjoy like the nostalgic stuff. Like I can listen mm-hmm. to Russ and I can appreciate it, but it don't make it into the rotation. Like I think me and AB were talking about this one time. I can't remember the last A song where um, I remember the words to it. All the way through? Do yeah, like just, oh, that's my shit, nigga. Now you spitting with them and shit like that, and you, I, I can't remember the last song, bro, that I did that too. It's that probably Ti, word for word. Uh, but yeah, during that time, yeah, like all of it, like when Ti last good album that I'm word for word for is probably uh, mm, the one before King. Oh, King, Urban Legend. King, it was over for me. Yeah, Urban Legend. Yeah, Urban Legend. I probably can go word for word with some most of that shit. Well, there's wow. most of the stuff that I grew up on, like UGK, A Ball, and MJG. Like you can put that shit on, and I could be rapping that. But you put yeah. on some J Cole from 2014, I can appreciate it and say, yeah, I fuck with that. But I don't know the words. Ain't me. not not one song. I couldn't. Uh. Ain't not even like 80. percent There ain't no song. It's like I know about just about all of it, but I don't know it like a Nipsey or nothing. Oh, of course, Nipsey Blue Laces, but I—that's I, uh, kind of like the music that I grew up to. So yeah, Nipsey would be the one that stuck out to like added to my rotation, like it's as I like them as well as I like the rappers that I grew up on. You okay. Know? Okay. So, you do you find yourself like Russ is fairly new, but still your your generation has some trash rappers though. Like y'all every have, ge- every generation had trash rappers. But like y'all didn't that. have like the the. The stay over It's like who's For you Of your generation Like That's the dude I mean it's Do I have to Do I have to put subtitles With it bro Like come on Well well, I mean No you know what I'm You know what I'm saying You talking about pop Like I just mentioned A-Ball and MGAG And UGK Like in your World Who was that So the guys that are Kind of like underground Somewhat mainstream It might have been like Yeah they may have been from Somewhere near Indianapolis I mean you are I mean Freddie Gibbs from Gary, but I'm not a Gibbs. You don't fan. fuck with him, like that's what I mean. I, 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 that's kind of what I mean. You talking about like we had oh, the from- golden generation, like niggas that we could stay on to for years and years. Like y'all don't got that shit. Like you can't I'm, go back. You, you don't not, go back and listen to none of that shit that y'all used to listen to. You're not defining it though. You're 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 saying we got the golden. Then you're saying it's Ooh. local. Is it a local no, 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 thing I'm saying or is it a- the stuff that resonated with us? Like I can listen. To- First of all, A Ball and MJG was not local, <laughs> but A Ball and MJG, UGK, a Scarface, like masterpiece stuff that I would attribute to my generation's music. What raised us like staples of that generation, like classics of our time. Our time they ain't necessarily mm-hmm. like you could look at it and be like, "Oh, that's some old nigga shit." Like even mm-hmm. before me, like with LL Cool J and I'm Bad or Run them Run mm-hmm. DMC or Rakim, like them was the niggas of that generation. Mm-hmm. When you talk about your generation, you got what Drake? Oh, I mean, well, again, this is where we always kind of do we talk about an age range or do we talk about when we started being tapped in? I'm just talking about for you, like give I mean, me yeah, your specifics for, first. Okay, so for me, I always look at it like when I got tapped into music, where I understood what was going on. So I would right. probably, I'll say, seventeen. Okay. Really researching around probably 19. So let's just say, let's say we said 10 years, right? So 17 to 27. So that's 2007 to 2017. Plenty of rappers still around. 
I'm just waiting on you to name them, bro. From 07 to 2017. Anybody for you. Give me your people. My people. I mean, the Kendricks, Coles, Wale's, Sean's, Drake's, Logic's. But see, that's like me saying Jay-Z, Nas, uh, Eminem. Like, of course, like everyone listened to that. I'm asking, like, was there anything that was your, like, what you considered your type of shit? I, see, everyone, I feel like, listened to that popular music. But everybody I talk to, like, if I'm talking to a nigga from New York or where you from, Indianapolis, mm-hmm. and I'd be like, man, this A-Ball and MJG from, in our lifetime, this album was banging. That may not have necessarily been something that made it up that way or made it out that way. So it would be like, oh, okay, that was y'all shit. I'm asking for you, did y'all have anything like that outside like the norm and the, the yeah. mainstream people? Yeah, you got you got so what it is, the equivalent, if if I if I'm understanding you right, it's uh-huh. it's the mixtape artist that never quite blew. There you go. Who on like the, on the Dat Piffs, man. Yeah. So I, I got, Who I got some plenty of niggas guys. that you discovered, like Mo uh, Three or some shit like that. Oh, okay. Uh so Busy. Uh used to go by Busy Crook. Really rock with him. Wait, rock with him hard. He is from Cleveland or something, right? Or am I thinking I think about he's Paul? somewhere from the Midwest? I, I think I, I want to say DC. Ah, I can't remember, but I mess with him heavy. Like he's to me, he's like a, kind of a street. I don't even want to say a Drake because he don't sing, but mm, it, it, but like a like a person like him. All right, let me pull up my iTunes here because I got a lot of stuff like I bumped that nobody knows. Uh, I really like the audio push. That's I like them. Uh, people sleep on them. I had that as one of our episode intros a couple weeks. Actually, the one with D'Anthony. Uh, audio push. Them niggas that stayed consistent. HS eighty seven when Hit Boy was rocking with them. Yeah, um, see these now, now you're talking. Now these are people that I have no clue. Like I would have been totally out of my wheelhouse. Yeah, like I would. It's, it's plenty. I got plenty of artists like that, bro. Plenty of artists like that. So those are the ones that you pull up to the original conversation where you can go word for word with that. Nah, I don't know word for word. No, man. It's, it's, it's say no word for word. Nah, nah. What about no today? Like, do you have songs that you memorized today? Like, shit to come on and you like going with it? Mm, I've been, I'm getting real close with with the some of this, some of this, uh, this Lecrae stuff here. I've been uh, rocking with that that te- that uh, album, No Church in a while with a uh, 1K few because it was just slapping. But I haven't gone out my way like back in the day. Get the pen and the pad, write the lyrics down because you gotta know. It ain't nothing of that nature, but I've been running it back so much. I'm picking up more words each time because I'm just really in that space where I'm like, man, I am rocking with it. And it's like watching a dope show. You like, man, I keep catching lines. You know what I mean? And you're like, dang, because I ain't been excited about music in a long time, bro. And I and and I wanted to ask, taking it off of music, do you think that as you get older and things just do it feel like things are staying the same? And so you 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 cling on. To things that have sentimental value is that why you it puts us in that nostalgia bag uh yeah 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 i think as the older you get you get kind of this pessimist like i didn't seen it all before type of shit <laughs> like it's very little and not even just trying to be like negative and but it's very little that'll surprise you nowadays you be like mm-hmm. okay i kind of seen that coming mm-hmm. so you don't you're not as invested for the full ride Mm-hmm. Like even even and and I think stuff is just so short term nowadays too that we don't get invested. Like we would have albums that we said we would listen to albums and shit for like a year, or even with TV shows. Yeah, like because you knew it wasn't no more coming out. It wasn't no mm-hmm. mixtape coming. It wasn't no streaming. Sir, like this was it, bro. Yeah. So if I'm dropping right here, this in the rotation, and I'm gonna listen to it 
for a damn near till the next one come out. But now you don't have that. So with people or me, especially from my generation, I don't latch on the newer stuff as much because it seems like it's it, it's on a factory line. It come in and go out so quick. Mm-hmm. Like you got to be really tapped into stuff to like really follow it like we did. And of is course, it, we were younger, had more time. Like is it FOMO though? Like, is it because I now? I, well, like, because like I can't latch on to this album. Because there's something mm-hmm. coming next week, so I gotta be, I gotta know what's going on. I gotta be keeping yeah, people, up with this season, people, this series. You know what I mean? Definitely had a fear of missing out now. Absolutely. So it's like I can, I like back then, you're not gonna get nothing quicker than you know. DMX was an exception, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like I got time to live with it, breathe with it. You know, wake up and learn some lyrics, bump this. This become my life soundtrack of my life. Uh, you know, DVDs or uh, VHS. You know, but now I almost feel like people have to keep up or they don't nobody wants to fill out of the loop and then te- the, and of course the advancement of technology and that's what i want to ask too is like do you feel like oh you've seen it you've done it all you think you feel that way if we, you didn't have this level of exposure to everything like at the at the tap of a button mm. yeah that has a lot to do with it too mm. but I, it's not a it's not a feel it seen it done it all feeling i don't want to come off that way like i'm not impressed can't be impressed i think mm-hmm. similar or familiar stuff doesn't hit the same like stuff that i've seen before or okay. like for instance golf like I, I the reason that i'm so into that i follow golf pages and shit on instagram like i see all the views and these places that people go to play golf getaways and shit so no when it's something new that i'm presented with i don't feel like oh it's probably seen all of that before okay. but when we talking about like in our culture we're talking about like for instance, a club like it would take a lot for mm-hmm. me to go out and go to a club. Not saying that people mm-hmm. can't have fun or that you shouldn't be doing it. Mm-hmm. It's like I've seen a lot of it, and it ain't. Mm-hmm. I'm not really looking for it, and I'm not impressed as much by it. Not knocking it or anything. Like okay, that. I see what you're saying. Don't move me. Yeah, because I feel like that I've seen it all. It's in that in that aspect. It almost seems like it's that like that that it's hard to have the new feel again, like. Like you know, is, I'm gonna go left field here, but like like losing your virginity or like you know that you know, like when you like those first feelings of like you know <laughs> finishing first and everything. It's like you know what I mean. It's like man, I'm so high or man, I'm so dang this. You know, the first kiss, all yeah. that is like, bro, it's so new. And then it's like now it's 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 just another another week of the books, <laughs> so to speak. You know what Boom. I mean? But ting. <laughs> but um, but yeah, man. Um, ownership. Versus fi- financial security. How do you feel about that? I know Joe Budden was heavy on that years ago. I don't know where he stands today. You're a fan. Um, I don't know what I am with him. Hmm. Let's call ourselves peers. <laughs> um, how do you how do you feel about ownership versus partnership? I guess let's go there first with it. Like ownership versus partnership. What do you what do you feel about Give that? Give me a little bit. Give me a little bit more about what you mean. That's kind so, of broad. Okay, so ownership as far as like 100%. I own this. Maybe I'm employing people. Or maybe it's an independent operation. I got to do it on my own. You know what I mean? I, I, I run this, but I own it. It's me. Right. I have, nobody else has shares or stake in this company, this business, this content, this creation. Mm-hmm. But you have to work harder mm-hmm. to maintain that. You love it because it's yours and it's your passion. But you have to work hard, very hard versus a partnership where you don't own all of it 
maybe you own half. Let's just go with that. You own half of it. So you can say I own half of this company, mm-hmm. but like a like almost like a label. You know what I mean? Like if you're coming in with a, like a label situation where it's like I'm the artist, we got an understanding, but they're funding this, I'm doing this, but I can't call it mine alone. What is more important to you, calling it yours or partnering up, not having to work as hard? Mm, great question. For me, the most important thing, and I hope this doesn't sound like that I'm riding the fence on your answer, but the most important thing for me would be the result. So mm. I feel like in order to be successful, you have to be versatile. Like there are some situations where you're going to want or need or feel like that you have to have ownership. And there are some situations where you're going to need to partner with people because you can't do everything yourself mm. and still be effective with it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that you have to evaluate and go into each situation and figure out how do I get the best result? I think where we get hung up sometimes, like, I'm a big fan of Dame Dash. One of the big things when he and Envy when he's on Breakfast Club, it's like, oh, you work for another <laughs> nigga. You work for another nigga. I couldn't wake up every day and work for another nigga. Envy make good money. Mm-hmm. Nigga make, he makes millions of dollars working for another nigga. And you could argue that that stability, like some people value that versus I got to go chase a check every day. I got a Dame Dash. I got to get up. I got to mm-hmm. put my socials in. I got to feel out like to some people, they want to enjoy life more, mm-hmm. not necessarily the processes more. And some people are processed people. Like I look at Dame Dash, like he's a processed dude. Like I gotta be, he gotta be on. Like I gotta mm-hmm. be on it, doing mm-hmm. it in the meetings, having the phone calls. Mm-hmm. That makes his day. That makes him who he is. But when I look at someone like Envy, like that, that ain't necessarily the personality that I get from him. Mm-hmm. That being said, Envy still owns shit too, though. Now like, you gotta be able to play both roles, and I feel like. Where you would credit somebody versus in envy and kind of discredit Dame is Dame isn't versatile. He can't make the partnerships work. Like he 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 let arguably the most valuable asset that he's ever been partnered with in Jay Z walk away mm-hmm. because of ego. Yeah, you don't see things my way. We can't do it this way. I want to be this and that. Like sometimes, bro, you just gotta. Sometimes it's not about what you want, but more about what you can get from the situation. Mm. If that makes sense. Do you agree with that logic? Or would you say you got a line and you walking? I, I, I agree with the results is something you should focus on. But I think that what makes it interesting, too, is how important is it to the independent aspect of it? I think that is the part that comes down to partnering versus full owner. Because, you know it, because OK, so if you're partnering, let's say you're 50 50. Mm-hmm. But because of your role, you have to. Y'all might be equal on paper, but in reality, the partner you're partner with is kind of in charge because of what they've brought to the table. So you're still kind of having to answer to them. So I think that is something I think you should really focus in on. The results are important as well. Of course, I mean, but I think that regardless of what it is you're going to you're trying to land in that place regardless so i feel like the results are going to be that whatever is going to be but i think how important it is is it to you to have to answer to someone and i think with a person like a dame dash i don't know if, i don't know if he's ever had a job has he ever had a job before I don't know. he strikes me as a person that probably never worked i don't know if he has or hasn't but a person like us where you know i've so I've, a, I, oh, go ahead no go ahead I was going to say, I've had my moments where I've had to talk to, uh, you know, my team leader, my boss, and I just was having that moment immediately like, 
This is why. <laughs> what do you mean? What you just? Um, I wait, just wait, wait. Give me more. What do you mean right there? I just it just sometimes because we talked about it on our on our other show, but where I struggle is I never have a problem taking taking my fault in if something goes wrong. Where I have a problem is the lack of acknowledgement elsewhere too, especially if it's be, you want the pom poms way for you. You want your flowers too. Like if I'm doing something, I want to be praised. It ain't even really praise. It's just understand the process. So when you approach me, like if if something goes wrong with this job, don't approach mm-hmm. me like, well, we missed this. What happened here? And I tell you, oh, I must have overlooked this, or I was busy. This these emails got through, and I missed that detail, and so it got later in production. This is how I came. The customers upset. All this they go into right, it. Right. Then they were like, okay, well, we got to keep a watch of this and that, but. Also, it's like, but if I've come to you and talking about, hey, this process needs to be changed, we actually need to do it a little bit more this way. This is how we can have less error, but nothing's being done about that. I don't like the feeling of it always cornering back to me. You know what I'm saying? By myself. Like, I, I never like that feeling. And that I think that's what makes it harder for me in like working for someone or partnering up if they're in that role of, hey, this is what it is. I don't have no problem taking account you know responsibility but let's put all the cards on the table first and then let's say this is the part you played in this Mm. that's good and i think having a clear understanding of what type of result that you want helps with that Mm. and here's why i say that in that scenario that you like okay well person comes to you if we had did this that and the third like kind of questioning hey where did it go wrong here <laughs> if we're clearly aligned on the end results and you come to me and you like this process really ain't this that and the third mm-hmm. in that scenario that you're talking about in that that hierarchy if i were the person that came that you came to and was like man this process is this that and the third mm-hmm. i too would still hold you accountable if you messed up because my expectation of you as my partner would be okay you said this process was wrong we are clearly aligned on the goals that we need fix it because that's what you do that's what you're here for that's your process you told me it was wrong hey if you like it i love it you on the ground floor doing this shit don't do it the way that i say it needs to be done just to get it done and it may cause error if you're there you're doing it every day and you have legitimate reason go ahead and fix it therefore you circumventing me coming to tell you Hey man, what happened with this order or this, that, and the third? You already coming to be like, look, process was going slow, bro. I changed the process up. It ought to help us this, that, place, and the third. The only way that you're wrong is if it still fucks something up. Then I got to come to you and be like, well, what happened? He's like, oh, well, I changed the process. Well, why the fuck did you change the process, <laughs> nigga? Ain't... You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but however, if you feel confident, and that's why I think, like I said, goals are very important. We yep. forget that sometimes as people. And again, what this podcast is for, is like, man, we get in a position sometimes we don't want to be really vocal because we don't want to be held accountable. We don't want nobody pointing. We we quick to be like, I ain't do shit. Well, we want to do just enough where you're not gonna blame me for nothing because you want to blame me anyway. We get that attitude as black men when we in corporate America, we out places. Throw your hand. I ain't do it. I don't know. I'm stepping away from it because I don't want to have nothing to do but, with it. But, versus what yeah. you said, I'm gonna take responsibility because I feel like this is wrong and I have confidence that I can fix it. So I'm not gonna wait on you to tell me to fix it. I'm not gonna wait to shit go wrong. I'm not gonna ask your permission. I have the 
authority since we have clear goals setting here and we know what we want mm-hmm. of i'm gonna fix this when i see it's fucked up mm-hmm. but don't you think that but don't you think that's a feeling rightfully so though that we feel that way we got our hands up we're like oh, oh it's definitely because it, we're getting percent okay that's because i was but just I gonna think, say. but we have to acknowledge that we do that though i think a lot of the time okay we yeah we do acknowledge that, that we do that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we and you can do it here talking to oh each other. yeah okay. it's harder to do when you out at Publix or somewhere and motherfuckers like he stole something you be like whoa what you try to avoid all of that because motherfuckers is quick to do that to you anyway so i'm gonna yeah. fall back play the cut in order or hoping that i don't get judged Claim or for something that I had nothing to do with. Mm-hmm. That sometimes keeps us from taking action yeah. and doing what you said do. Like, you know what I'm going to do? See, and that go to thing that we stumbled upon something great here when we talk about white privilege. And motherfuckers, <laughs> but I don't know what white privilege is. Ain't no such thing. Uh, I would argue that a white person, I'm going to go ahead and do it and get it done because I'm ain't. i I'm not scared of losing my job. I'm not scared of being reprimanded. I'm see, white and I'm see, right. All right, Mo. Yeah, I mean, all right, all right, all right, look, 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 look. But that's how it usually goes, and that's how we usually get put in the positions as to somebody like you said to come to you and be like, "Yeah, next time we want to do this." And you're mm-hmm. like, "Bro, I told, I told you, mm-hmm. you didn't do nothing about it." But but look but at this. They looking at you like, "Well, you didn't do nothing about it either." That's true. But look at this though. I think what's overlooked because a guy, a guy I work with tried to use that a little bit because he he tried to kind of ride the wave of classism. To think that it, it disregarded white privilege because he, he uh, I, i'm a poor you, white person uh, so yeah, i don't yeah, got no white yeah, privilege. exactly yeah, that's how i was like yeah. oh no nah, no nah, buddy no nah, buddy don't do that one because yeah, you, they love that one oh man, boy dan, we we in the same boat head ass you yeah, know what i mean dan like, a friend dan a friend of the show man he he, he and i have had that conversation oh yeah that don't don't i brought like, it i brought him on around he understood what i was okay saying. but but you know yeah. the thing with that too is i think they think it's just like oh white privilege oh we just we got extra superpowers we don't have to work and stuff no 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 y'all don't realize it's it's a shame that we realize the depth of how it operates more than you do you know what i mean because yeah i'm gonna give the small example for y'all listening here's here's white privilege right here's here's just a small sample the fact you just said about i'm not gonna lose my job i'm not gonna their fearlessness it's as if i can't audacity yeah, like like that's what I'm saying it's like like just some small when you go to a grocery store and you're driving watch how a black person crosses the street to get to their car parked and watch how a white person crosses a black person will do the little cool wave and do the little extra put an extra jog appreciate on it you. appreciate, appreciate you. you all right cool 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 yeah. you know that black people act like they could get hit white people won't even look up and acknowledge I just walked out here Dog. I'm looking on my phone, just walk off the curb and look up. Nothing. <laughs> that's why I'm like, that's why y'all are, are, see, and it's hard because y'all are afforded things from a mentality standpoint because it's like you ain't got to really, like, that's why black people, we, we've we studied white people for so long. That's why we know how to move and groove amongst y'all because we always had to. Y'all don't have to. Now it's just kind of getting to that place because you're starting to see a little more diversity in these different places in in the country. But man, I'm telling you, bro, it's just so many layers and levels to just that where I'm like, that's why y'all are able to do certain things because you have a, a fearless mindset because you what do you have to worry about? It's in your favor. It's built around you as the default. You are the default in the country. I ain't we, gotta, yeah, there's so many <laughs> facets to it too. Like, yeah. 
either oh my family cool or i ain't gotta worry about, i can just go get another Bruh. job with nowhere near the hassle that you're gonna have to go through Bruh. so yeah i can operate <laughs> with this autonomy like i don't give a fuck i don't give a flying fuck. man man we but have we to make that episode. Man, be careful, bro. You know if you fuck it up, they gonna come get you, bro. Bro, bro. Like, that's how niggas be. I mean, cause think about it. If you, you, you know the gentleman that was killed just for eat, he was just eating ice cream in his crib. Talking about the which one? It was yeah, so, I don't so know. like we, we don't even oh, man. Damn. it's happened so much. Yeah, but, but you talking about the white lady and the police? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that, bro. That alone is like y'all, y'all act like we. You got equal opportunity. It's the same thing. You just got to work. No, it's not. When you could be doing completely nothing, you are in the comfort of your home, and you're still a threat. Come on, man. Yeah. Like that. So it's just, it's so many, and that's what this show is for: is to try to really empower us. We're speaking to people in general. Take what you need from it, but specifically black men, because. It, we are trying to get over that hump and we start, like I said, at negative just to build up to zero and be even killed. Like, OK, I can grow and gain from this point. It takes so much to do that. And that people just don't understand that. Don't hit me with the classism. I was poor. Don't hit me with the uh, my parents didn't have anything or don't hit me with the I've been turned down. I've been fired. and They hired another uh, person of diversity or don't hit me with none of that, bro. If you If you don't look like this, relax, dude. Straight up, <laughs> can't relate. No sir. What did you? What made you think about the ownership and partnership and independence question? Was it y'all was speaking about. Y'all was speaking about y'all. You ab. Y'all were speaking about it on the show. Um, y'all was just talking about people selling catalogs and and things like that and the outrage people have and and stuff like that. And for me, it's just like I'm okay with that. Like even with my show role, like I would totally sell the license. So is there a number for you? Like I asked AB. Wait, like would would you take a number and do nothing else? If you knew I'm straight for the rest of my life, I'll go fucking lay on the beach in yeah. Hawaii or yeah. Puerto Rico Why not? forever. Why not? You wouldn't do, you you would do that. You wouldn't need like to I gotta do something, man. I, I mean, create. I probably still do stuff like I still create, but I wouldn't look to I gotta turn this into a profitable business now. Now I just do this for the love and now I'm in philanthropy type of <laughs> like I'm just doing like anything I could do to give back fully. It's like funny that people say that. Yeah. I mean, it'd be it won't, I wouldn't be no grand scale. I'm not gonna act like I'd be the 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 face of. No, any, I'm saying you had grand scale money though. Would you make it like let's say you hit the lottery, you won mm-hmm. 170 million dollars. Mm-hmm. after taxes, you taking home 170 million. Mm-hmm. Would you feel like inclined to still have to start a record label or have a podcast mm-hmm. company or do anything like that? I probably would feel would that. Just, I would feel just, that. Really? I would feel it. I don't know if I would do it, but I feel it just naturally because, I mean, we just always had to be about something grinding early. That's just my black experience. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. We don't waste time. We don't we try not to waste money, and we dang sure don't want to waste our life. I don't know. I would still, but I'm not saying I would, though. I, it, You know, i definitely going to ride it out for at least two months before I'd be like, all right, maybe I should probably. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know, all right. I, I, <laughs> you mentioned philanthropy. My main interest would be that the people closest to me never had to like work again. <sighs> I, I not not wanting, not giving them any of my money, but mm-hmm. starting the right type of businesses and having the positions available where they would feel like, well, so I'm working with Luke. Not that for ca- that could be costly though, because you need to bring people that's cool. in. I'm talking about that's that that's cool for me. Versus chasing the dream of oh I if I won 180 million I'd start a pod like 
that wouldn't necessarily have to be it my main focus and interest in like what you said would be more philanthropist but not in a sense of i'm gonna give the money away i would start several different businesses that i feel like would be able to equip the people around me with what they needed to live wonderfully whatever type of business that was whatever yeah. type of investments that need to be whatever type so they ain't got to come ask me for money every three mm -hmm. months i'm putting them in the perfect positions where and boom y'all are good that, well, would, that would that would afford me to be able to go yeah i'm in hawaii for the last three weeks playing golf you ain't got that survivor's guilt yeah 100%. I, I said i'll break everybody off in the family with a thousand dollars if you want 170 something I mean, billion hey, for a thousand dollars it's like bro you, you know how excited people family, was bro. about the pandemic checks and all that that's a big ass family you i have mean people been passing now you know it ain't as big as it used to be you <laughs> go ahead and get this but but look i would ask this where we're at today you stand you maurice i just got to what what i don't owe anybody thousand dollars what do i owe, what do i owe anybody it ain't about owing nobody. like not like, not like my parents and all that but what do i owe them so who, think about it what fate, do you owe them? it ain't about owing them it's like i, I gave you I money. got it so you ought to have it you a do got it dollars ain't shit though you're saying like, compared bro, to what i have that's a thousand dollars you didn't have you didn't work no, for it you didn't ask for no, it no, you just got no. blessed with a thousand dollars what, okay, two thousand. What's a proper number to spread? Life changing, you life changing money opportunity or opportunity. Nah. You can give them a thousand dollars if you put putting them in a position to yeah. earn money too. But I don't have a lot of people that are on that. That's the thing. Like a lot of time we think, oh, I always want if I had money, I would. Do. A lot of people ain't really that ambitious for real in the family. If you be honest, mm -hmm. like I'm trying to make, I'm giving you time now. Nah, mm -hmm. I don't want to give you time because you're not that invested like me. I've already partnered with people. What, when if, I what seen, if this plug and play? What if you can tell them, look, all I need for you to show up every day and do this, and you're going to make this nice amount of money. I got it all laid out for you. You ain't even interested in that. It depends on the family member. It really does. Because some, I just know some of my family was like, you're not, you're really not in, you're not really about that because you have to have such a level of independence to carry on this thing. Like, you know, I'm the boss or, you know, some kind of way I'm owning some of this and, you're going to be lax about it. You're not going to give it full effort and you got to hand it to you. So it's like, I almost rather go past that. Here's this 1500. Man, that's crazy. Like I, 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 I mean, that's great. Y'all niggas, niggas get taxes. Once Somebody, any, bro, $2,000, bro, anybody get money in my family, get rich. And they say, Hey, I got, I got something for you. We ain't, we ain't even talk like that. Cause it's not like I'm talking to all of them like that. I'm, I'm calling saying, Hey, yo, check your account. Oh, I got I got something on the way for you. I just sent you fifteen hundred dollars, bro. What for real? Every how far every wait, wait, what is these like cousins, like your brother, like cousins, you aunties, uncles? I'm talking about the whole family, like like probably at least into yeah, I cousins. That, I like I I ain't gonna go as far as like start going too far. Like third and this person's related. That's why I'm saying when you add that I'm up, I'm talking about immediate family. Though. I ain't even worried about those people. Not immediate family. They know they good. They got access, so that don't matter. Those like, people that you okay, I'm even worried. See what I'm saying? Those people, those people that you talking about ain't getting a dime. See, that, okay, now look down, now you see what I'm saying. So I, if I'm yeah, giving I, them, a I mean, I don't know them people though. Like my cousins, like I have a very close. Like it ain't. I fuck with them. We might see them when I whatever. And you ain't gonna give them a them, If I saw them, like I'm not finding seeking them out and giving it to them because I don't. I don't have relationships with like my other side of the family like that. Mm -hmm. Like I have immediate my cousin, mm -hmm. like my mama's mm -hmm. sisters, kids, yeah, like those cousins. Yeah, but if you talking about like my grandmama, sister, kids on that side, like nah, bro. Like, nah. That's and what I I'm saying. In the streets, 
stockpile. I ain't even doing all that. Man. It's gonna be about the immediate. It's it's an immediate. I'm gonna have five or six people that I'm speaking of. I'm, I'm gonna have one person. Five or six people. See, that's why I said a thousand, because it starts to count up. I'm gonna call I one ain't. person that's connected to them, and I say, hey, look, had them call me. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna bless them. That's it. That makes sense that. to me. I always say if I get I mean, that yeah, money, it, it makes sense. But I just my I'm not doing that. See, could, but you rather put more time and effort into like you, yeah, that's yeah. What, that's what I'm saying. I'm I, like I w- that's more valuable to me. I I I, w- I would appreciate them, more, and I would hope they would, even if they wouldn't. See, but you made it about I could you. Teach then. them that it's, I, it's my money. Okay, so that's I what I'm saying. See? I didn't say <laughs> I didn't say it wasn't about me. Shit, that's okay. that's one of the All things right. that people. <laughs> <laughs> Billionaires do this philanthropy shit, and people think that they like it's to a, give back. Right. But that's that's the only way that they can still get help their guilty consciousness. Yeah. Sometimes, right? It's still help their guilty consciousness. I heard someone talking about this on a podcast. They was like, "It's a study behind why billionaires are so philanthropists and stuff." It's because mm-hmm. that's the only place that they get that feeling. Like, I can't get yeah. it gambling. No, you got to yeah. think they ain't yeah. worried about losing money or going broke. Yeah. So they making someone feel like, "Oh man, he saved my life." Like that. Yeah, that, it's that's the thing for them. Yeah, you can't put no price on that. That's fine. So I niggas be like, man, I ain't giving my kids no more. I'm gonna give it all away. Yeah. Man, right. last question, last question, last question. Mm-hmm. Right now, where we are today. Let's say bar stool mm-hmm. comes to us. What I want to see what a good number to you. You're more you're the numbers guy, business guy. They say right now, what would be the number for them to to offer us as a podcast duo in this brand? And we agree to two episodes a week. What would be the number that they would have to basically, and once you split it in half, your half, my half, whatever. What's the number today to make you leave your job? Um, and be full time. They would, say you can't do nothing else. I will put an actual price on it because let's say they listen to this and then they use it to negotiate <laughs> against us. So, but what I will say, it just need to be a life change where I can sustain myself. Like can it be? Like you said, if I don't got to do nothing else, yeah. I don't want to have to work. If I could just do this and make a living off of it, like it mm-hmm. ain't got to make me rich, but if I could do this and make a living like off of it, like what you make cool. now, that's a start. Yeah, I'm cool. That's a start. I would stop my job for what I make now doing this. Absolutely. Oh, cool. Yeah, me too. Me too. If I made that, so they, was, yeah, they was like, hey, man, we'll give you this. I'm like, yeah, I got you. Let's do it. And All then right. because now that frees up more, like you were talking about time, like that's mm-hmm. going to free up more bandwidth to start moving mm-hmm. in a direction that you want to with everything that you do mm-hmm. within this. Yeah. When you have a job, man, it's so hard to do that shit, bro. Like people can like I won't I, I can't wait till people start being real about that bullshit grind culture, grind 24-7. I oh, wake God. up at five. Like, bro, shut up. That shit hard to do, bro. <laughs> it's, it is, bro. Niggas, we, niggas is lying too. Like most of the niggas is do that. I, don't, I just don't believe that they do that. Like bro. It's, it's it's hard to do that, bro, it, and it still is. be efficient. And if you a robot, you ain't got family, like you ain't got inputs where you gotta like mm-hmm. Give people like your real emotional. Mm-hmm. Can't be running ragged like that, bro. You ain't gonna have nothing to give people. Damn. I don't believe that. You gotta get your rest, man. 